Ron Hextall and Brian Berg have been in their current positions for less than two full seasons. If you'll recall, they had to jump in when Jim Rutherford walked out on the team. So logic would dictate that neither of them could conceivably be in any kind of jeopardy. However, logic also has to take into consideration that the team was sold in the interim. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. In my eyes, the grading of the tenure of Hextall slash Burke is a great big incomplete. They've had their share of W's, most of them at the bargain level, like bringing in Danton Hine and bringing back Evan Rodriguez, picking up Mark Friedman, the initial acquisition of Jeff Carter, the initial acquisition of Ricard Raquel. These are good moves in the moment and toward what they were intended to achieve. But I also can come back with the expansion draft for the millionth time that was bungled so badly that you handed Seattle their best player, I think, in Jared McCann with 25 goals for a team that couldn't score. You know, the Kraken couldn't score. It was just McCann and a couple other dudes. And on top of that, you lose Brandon Tanev, and you do these things so that you can protect Carter and Teddy Bluger. Carter being 36 years old, who then, by the way, gets an inexplicable two-year extension when no one else is getting extensions. And Teddy, who I love but fell off the figurative cliff following his jaw injury this season or following the trades of Zach Aston Reese and Dominic Simone, whatever it was, Teddy either lost his gumption or lost his feeling of confidence when he went out there. But my point is that these are the two guys that you kept instead of McCann, instead of Tanev, especially McCann. I don't even want to put those two in the same category. McCann is everything you want if you're this organization right now, which is secondary scoring that's young and fast and already in-house and of great character. McCann is everything that you want. And who knows? You can get into all kinds of hypotheticals how different the Penguins look entering this playoff, regardless of their various injury statuses, if they'd had these players and had found a way, as I'd only been recommending all season long, pretty much every day, unloaded Kasperi Kapanen and his cap hit. So they've had their hits, but they've also had their misses. And the bottom line is their biggest miss is failing to win in either of the two first rounds of the playoffs, which they'd overseen this club. So what happens now? What happens now is that FSG takes a hard look at this, and anyone who's familiar with FSG and how they operate, they prioritize big time having the very best management that's available. Why? Because management 
doesn't have to go under the salary cap. You can just go out and get the best people and pay them whatever. Does anyone, even the biggest proponents of Hextall slash Burke, really believe that they are that? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Look, I'm not suggesting that a change is coming. I've heard nothing to that effect. To be honest with you, I don't expect to hear anything to that effect. However, I also feel comfortable speaking in the same breath that I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Let's get into some more personal observations here. Tom Werner, who's the FSG point man, I actually asked Tom, like, what do you consider yourself to be here? Because he's representing FSG, he's representing ownership, but he doesn't really come with a title that's specific to the Penguins. And he just laughed and said, you know, I'm, I'm representing FSG. Tom has been everywhere all the time. I'm not sure I've seen something like it related to an owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins in my lifetime. Whatever impression I had at the beginning when FSG bought the team and it looked and sounded like everything was being done uh, the way Pittsburghers would want it to be, meaning, you know, leave Mario there. He's still the figurehead. Let Mario make all the hockey calls or whatever. That has not been the case. Tom has been in the press box, sitting right between Hextall and Burke, along with Kevin Acklin, the new CEO that Tom very quietly managed to install while David Morehouse was left out and then David ultimately ends up resigning. Tom also has been in and around the ice, not in an obnoxious way, not in a Jerry Jones way, but in a way that after a practice in Boston that I was covering up there, I saw that him and Mike Sullivan went out to dinner. He was all over everything. This is the head coach. There are people in the structure, in the hierarchy, between the person representing ownership and the head on ice hockey coach. But that's the degree to which Tom got involved. And that's why between that and what happened with Ackland slash Morehouse, there's not really anything that could surprise me in this context. We don't know about FSG. The other teams that they own and operate do, though. And the MO everywhere they've been is that they demand excellence. They demand the best people. That sounds like a perfect fit for the Pittsburgh Penguins, given the tradition the rich history, including recently, of excellence. But how much of that is due to just having Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Marc-Andre Fleury, and before that, Mario and everyone else? And how much of it is management, which they prioritize? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But I do know that this right now is a pivoting point in this franchise's future right here meaning the potential extensions for Malkin and Latang, the potential prioritization instead 
of getting Raquel and Brian Rust signed. And if you're going to make your imprint as FSG, you don't do it next year. You don't do it the year after that. You at least seriously consider doing it now. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Bob Stevenson, who asks, is it possible to be simultaneously super grateful for the past 16 years and also feel like it's time for a substantial change after four first round exits? And you can decide the definition of substantial, Bob adds. Bob, if you're referring to change for change's sake, and and I get that sense from a lot of people, I'm not into it. Uh, I just don't believe in it in general. It has got nothing to do with the Penguins or hockey or sports management. Uh, Whenever Jim Rutherford made his one move that was change for change's sake, trading out Carl Hagelin just so that he could shake up the locker room, all he did was lose that room because they saw right through it. They saw that it was a juvenile way to conduct yourself as a GM. But if you're talking about change that comes with a purpose after a serious deep dive into everything about how the team operates, uh, both on and off the ice, and that's where Werner's been involved intensely on both ends, then I'm all ears. I'm all ears. I don't believe that you hang on to something just to hang on to it. If Werner and FSG come in, and see this team that's been so successful for such a long period being kind of successful this season under your watch, being at times promising, encouraging, potentially even cup contending. But you also learn along the way about some bad decisions that were made. You understand why they were bad and what damaging effect that they had. You look into the Carter contract, meaning this extension, in which Carter got a raise for a two-year term, after which his performance almost immediately plunged. And you ask hard questions about things like that. What really happened to him? Was he just waiting to get paid? If so, how did my two super veteran hockey genius minds not see through that, since both of them know Carter probably better than anyone in the organization does, given backgrounds in California? And I'm going to say this again, Bob, if you're talking about change and you're talking about executing change for the right reasons, this is that time. This is when you do the hard look from within. This is when you get counseling and advice, if needed, from the outside. These things can and do happen. I know Bob Nutting's name is a punchline in Pittsburgh, but when he went to assess the Neil Huntington front office, the Pirates' former GM, he did it 
with assistance from the outside because he accepted, and correctly so, that he wasn't the baseball guy to make that decision. He had help. FSG can do the same thing. They can have somebody say, what in heck was your GM thinking with that expansion draft? Do you have any idea how much that sets you guys back? How much it hurts your cap? How much you could have used a player exactly like McCann, whose specialty is scoring power play goals because he actually shoots the puck when you just went into a series that went game seven overtime and your top power play unit couldn't score to save its life. This is all fair game. And if FSG fulfills what really should be its obligation to the franchise and to the franchise's fans, all of these questions are getting asked. And oh, by the way, they're also getting answered. I appreciate the question that you asked, Bob, and I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. The team has a getaway day or locker clean out. They have all different kinds of terminology for it over the years, but it's the last session that they have with reporters. It'll be up at Cranberry beginning at 10 a.m. Uh, look to DKPittsburghSports.com for live coverage of this event and everything that comes out of that. It might be very interesting.